Hey everybody, this is John Finn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. I hope you'll go there and sign up for my weekly thoughts. My weekly thoughts is a weekly email that we put out, and in there, in the headers before the text of it, is where we let people know about our meetings, our Zoom online meetings, our conferences, and things of that nature. It's These aren't things that I share you know, on Facebook or YouTube or anything in this space. Uh, you have to get our weekly thoughts for that and uh, and sign up for that. And also, we are a worldwide house church network. We meet in homes. We rotate homes and leaders. We're all about family, friends, neighbors, and uh, co-workers coming together and laying aside our differences to focus on Jesus Christ. So I do these videos as part of the discipleship process. And today, I, I want to talk about some of the so-called prophets that are out there and how to discern between someone who is real or false. And and uh, so that we won't be like children tossed to and fro, as Paul wrote in Ephesians four fifteen, there are, there there's a lot of stuff going around out there, and a lot of people are out there saying, okay, you know, a lot of prophets were wrong because they prophesied this or that in the election and everything. And I agree, there were there are a lot of false prophets out there. There are a lot of people who prophesy, but that doesn't make them a prophet. There are people who have experiences, but that doesn't make them an apostle or a prophet. So, uh, you know, years ago, back in the 1970s, and then we saw it again in the 1990s a little bit, of people who would be, you know, prophesy commonly, and then they thought themselves a prophet. And that's not what it, may, that's not what it is. Just somebody who, who moves often in one of the gifts doesn't make them, uh, you know, a prophet. To, uh, so anyway, let's get into it a little bit, because uh, one of the foundational things that you look at of course, is from Deuteronomy 18.22 that says that if someone prophesies in the name of the Lord and then it doesn't come to pass, then it wasn't from the Lord. And in Scripture, no single verse stands by itself. And a good example of this would be Jonah's prophecy of Nineveh. Jonah prophesied that they would be destroyed and then they weren't. And the reason was God changed his mind. The people repented and uh, Jonah got angry with it, and the Lord said, look, this is what I did. Uh, you know, my heart is to save souls, not to destroy them. And But Jonah was upset, but it was a prophecy that he prophesied, and it did not come to pass. Another one is found in Isaiah 38, where Hezekiah is told by Isaiah the prophet that he's going to die of the sickness that he had right then. And it says, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, and he cried out to the Lord, and he, he prayed, he repented, and everything else. Before before Isaiah got outside of the temple ground, or excuse me, the palace grounds, the Lord spoke to him, turned his mind, and said, I've changed my mind. I've seen his tears. I'm going to add 15 years to his life. So that was a prophecy that did not come to pass uh, because of, of prayer changed things. Another example is Acts 27.10. In Acts 27.10, the Apostle Paul is a, is a uh, prisoner of Rome on a ship that is going to set sail for Rome. And he says that I perceive in my spirit this ship will be, will, will, the trip will be with much damage to the ship, the cargo, and our lives. And he urged them not to go on the trip because they were all going to be destroyed. And of course, he's just a prisoner. And, uh, and so nobody paid attention to him. But after a storm was, was setting upon them, we learned later 14 days they went without food. Um, Paul said, an angel stood by me and said, fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God, the Father God, has given all 
on board their lives. So it turns out that 276 people were saved. So what Paul initially prophesied about the, losing the ship, the cargo, and their lives only came partially to pass. They did lose the ship. They did lose the cargo, but the father intervened through prayer, through fasting, and he saved 276 people. And it's interesting that the if you go down to verse 31, you'll find that the instructions were that God had given all the people their lives. But Paul said, there are conditions. You can't jump off the ship yet. You have to wait until we run aground and the ship starts breaking off, breaking up, and then you can get off the ship and, and get onto the shore. So even that provision came with, uh, came with requirements. And that's the way prophecy often is. Uh, another example real quickly is Matthew chapter 24, where in verse 15, Jesus prophesied about Antichrist coming. But in verse 20, he said this, you can pray, pray that it doesn't happen in the winter nor on the Sabbath. So while an event was set in stone, the timing of it was is different, according to Jesus. And that word pray in Matthew 24, 20 does mean pray, that it's not in the winter nor on the Sabbath because of travel of, of diff, uh, difficulty traveling. So there's some examples of prophecies that didn't come to pass, that came to pass in part, that, that will come to pass in a different timing or altered by prayer. And all has to do with prayer, repentance, uh, are the common themes throughout all of, all of those examples I just gave. Uh, you know, uh, anyway, Jonah, Hezekiah, etc. Um, one of the things that, that sets a true prophet and a true apostle apart is the humility that they have. Um, you know, Jesus said in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, I think 29, he said, I am meek and lowly of heart. Come and learn of me. Folks, if you have somebody who's not meek and lowly of heart, who's not transparent, uh, then you need to, to, you know, be cautious about them. And by transparent, I mean this, look at, look at Jesus. We're, the gospels are, are windows into the daily events of Jesus and his disciples. We see Jesus weeping at the tomb of Mary or our team tomb of Lazarus as he's talking with Mary. And, and we see him groaning in the spirit. We see him sweating blood in Gethsemane. We see transparency there. With the apostle Paul, we see transparency. He, he tells the Philippians he'd much rather die and go to heaven, but he needs to stay behind for them. He, we see in the apostle Paul, he's, he's not afraid to write to the Galatians and tell of his confrontation with Peter in Galatians 2 about how Peter sat down with the Gentiles until Jewish people from Jerusalem came and then he separated himself and Paul rebuked him. We see Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 talk about all the things he'd gone through for the gospel. What you need to ask yourself, is the person that you're going to, the apostle, prophet, the teacher, whoever, are they transparent about their lives? Are they humble? Do they have the meekness and the lowliness of Christ? Do they state things the way they are with confidence and assurance that, yes, the Lord has said this, but do they have a transparency about their lives? Do you know about their family? Do you know about their trials and tribulations in life? Do they open up about who they are personally and what they've gone through? Not just a bio page, but in their writings and in their talkings and in their teachings and recordings and interviews and all that they do. Is there something of the human element that says, hey, I am meek and lowly. I've met the Lord and I have a fear of God. And so therefore I'm, I'm not going to be arrogant and try to take advantage of people. Um, the other thing is that the Lord uh, says things in a very clear and concise ways. Uh, if you look at like all the Lord said in Luke 21 and Matthew 24 about end times and, and the destruction of Jerusalem in Luke 21, all the different things that he did, you'll find that he was very uh, concise and to the point and and it wasn't like a conversational running thing. I, I recently watched a so-called prophet who got all things wrong for this fall and, and everything else totally blindsided by it and trying to justify and explain things. But the way the interviewer was interviewing him, it was like putting words in his mouth 
And the guy had such conflicting information. And so, oh yeah, the Lord told me that. And oh yeah, the Lord told me that. Oh yes, well, this is what I've been told. And he used such terminology that was just loose and informal and and like non-ending talking in circles. And it was just like, man, this, this guy's just got a wrong spirit about him. Um, not saying he doesn't receive some things from the Lord, but it's just a, a wrong spirit. Uh, the other thing is, um, th- you know, what is the role of an apostle and a prophet? And I, I share this out of Ephesians chapter three, verses three through ten. And the and the apostle Paul writes, he said, "I want you to know my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which was kept secret in ages past." from mankind, but now it's revealed to his holy apostles and prophets, the mystery which was kept secret since the world began, that is that Gentiles can be fellow heirs, and I'm going to read it here, uh, fellow heirs and uh, holy apostles and prophets by the spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. The role of an apostle and a prophet, and it's often coupled with teaching just because it's a speaking thing. Um, But the role of that is to explain the mysteries of the kingdom of God as it relates to Jesus, not just out there saying this is going to happen and that's going to happen, but as it relates to who we are in Christ. Um, That's, that's got to be in there. Um, You know, folks, our, the point of our lives is to grow in Christ. What Peter said in 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 8, giving all diligence, add to your faith moral excellence. To this, add self-control and then consistency and godliness and brotherly love and, and agape love. And he says, if these things are in you and abounding, they will make you so that you're not barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Christ. So many people are, are out there looking for what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening about this prophet or that, or what's going to happen here, when in fact, the way we are built up in Christ, the way we grow in Christ, is to concentrate on the things that he's put in us. The moral excellence, the godliness, the consistency, the self-control, the patience, the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, meekness, fruit of the Spirit. It's not out there. And, and I'm telling you, what the Spirit is saying to the body of Christ is focus in on your core. Like the Lord said a little over a year ago to me, the times are coming and you're now in them when your faith will be precious to you. Folks, work on that. Establish that. Strengthen that. Uh, and, and stop listening to some of these kooky people who, like Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 20, he says this in verse 20 in, the, in the, one of the translations, he says, you actually allow these imposters to put you into bondage, taking advantage of you and robbing you blind. They take your money, uh, robbing you blind. How easily you put up with their arrogance that, and they destroy your dignity and even insult you to your face. 2 Corinthians 11, 20. Don't put up with people like that, folks. They should be transparent. They should be meek and lowly of heart like our Lord. And they should be transparent in their lives. So if they're out there and you say, okay, this went wrong and that went wrong. Yeah, you could chalk up one or two things saying, okay, prayer changed things. Uh, But in some of the things they've said, they just missed it. And in their responses, you'll hear about, uh, uh, hear their heart. So I'm just saying this, just a word of caution, saying there's a lot of people calling themselves prophets out there. They have dreams, they have visions, they have casual whatever, saying, oh, the Lord told me this, and the Lord told me that, and oh, yeah, whatever. It's like, no, no, no. When they start talking in circles uh, and making a name for themselves, a true prophet, a true apostle, isn't out there trying to make a name for himself, using the, their function in the body as like a, a title on a business card or, or something like that. That's That's not what it's about. If you're truly humble and and transparent before the Lord. If you've really seen the Lord and he's really speaking to you, there's a certain fear of God that goes with that. And uh, and so you're very hesitant 
about what you share and the way you share it. So the difference is, uh, is apparent between the humility and the transparency on the one hand and the marketing and the, and the blah, blah, blah on the other. So anyway, I hope this has been a blessing to you and I haven't rambled on too long, but, uh, hope you gleaned something from it. God bless. Go to our website, cwowi.org. And I think you'll be blessed. Thanks.